You are listening to the Fantasy Joes Podcast, your weekly dose of fun and unique fantasy football talk with a focus on Dynasty. And now, here are your hosts, Trey Barrett, Will Greenwood, and Ryan Livergood. That's right, we are the Fantasy Joes, coming at you with a special playoff edition. I am at Rotor Librarian, Ryan Livergood. Joining me this evening, as always, from the Pillow Palace in Minneapolis, Minnesota, it is Will the Thrill Greenwood! We ready. We, okay, I'm not going to go through the whole thing. For the playoffs! Just want to get psyched up. Let's get psyched up for the playoffs. I, I'm very psyched Any, up Literally anything can happen from here on out. It's a it's a brand new season. It is a brand new season indeed. Anything can and will happen in the playoffs. Um, there'll, there'll be some weird performances. There'll be some um, moments of pure elation, some heartbreaks. Um, but before we get into that, Will, we got to go back and look at what happened in week 13. So I, I got it. This is an easy one in terms of moments of the week. We always, we always need the moments after a player, their performance. So it's the Darren Waller moments of week 13. Will because Darren Waller was amazing. 45 PPR points, the fourth most by a tight end in fantasy ever. So, Will, you want to start us off with your Darren Wall, one of your Darren Waller moments of the week? We're going to start off with the long one, Ryan. So buckle up and sit down because we're talking about it's Chad Hansen time, baby. Uh, Who's Chad Hansen, Will? Little little known Chad Hansen (laughs) uh, went to Idaho State and then transferred and had to sit out a year and went to Cal. Uh, Came out after his, I would assume, redshirt junior year after sitting out a season. So came out early, was drafted in the late fourth round to the Jets. So every young player's dream coming out early is to go to a franchise like the Jets at that point in time. Uh, I, I, I kid, I kid. But first and foremost, outside of that, Ryan, is he has 10 and one eighth inch hands. So I know you're already a fan of him. Oh, yeah. Oh, and I know baby. that he's in your hand size spreadsheet. And you probably started him last week based on like, oh, Chad Hansen's going to get a start. That dude's got big hands. Let's go. Uh, I'm a big hands team. It was him and Ian Thomas rolling out for me. So it was great. Yeah, I mean, the, the, and then I, had, I was playing Mo Alley Cox in the flex. We were ready to go. Uh, but he goes for, you know, a, a buck, uh, a buck one on seven targets, five catches. And I think the fun stat about that game, at least according to player profilers, the primary quarterback on Ch- a cornerback on Chad Hansen from the Colts was Xavier Rhodes. So, you know, Xavier Rhodes is older, but he's a seasoned vet. And, and maybe, you know, there was like some zone and off coverage. But uh, it, it's kind of fun that, you know, that Chad Hansen lit up Xavier Rhodes. Uh, at, least, at least you can be like, oh, that w- it wasn't just some schlub. Uh, but let's, let's, let's rewind it back here. Rewind it back to really enjoy this, this Chad Hansen moment. So some quick history. We're going to get in the DeLorean, huh? Go back in time. Get the yeah, TARDIS. So, okay. so talking about, you know, being drafted, you know, the late fourth in 2017. Uh, I think he got cut at the end of that season. It was, it was pretty early on for a fourth round draft pick. And then since then, He's been plenty of other teams, but for very brief moments in time on practice squads. So on the Patriots, he was signed and then cut eight days later. And then later on his career, signed by the Titans, and was cut 13 days later. Then by the, uh, he was on the Broncos. And he was technically on the Broncos, like, uh, you know, practice squad roster for six months. But that was actually mostly during the offseason. That, that started, I believe, in January and kind of moving forward. Then he moved to the Saints practice squad. Uh, in, tw- in 2019 or 2018, either way, he was on the Saints practice squad for 34 days 
This is all starting in 2017. So we're not talking about like a, a short history of moving around from team to team. And then he has, has been on and off the act, you know, the, the practice squad slash like the reserve slash everything uh, since July 26th of 2019. Uh, Bill O'Brien was just waiting for this Chad Hansen moment. I think it might be the reason he moved DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, <laughs> that's that's possible but just just this like crazy storied history he has you know he has pretty good athletic measurables a good college dominator you know a fourth round draft you don't expect a fourth round draft back to kind of be cut so quickly but again it, it's that 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 kind of jets organization they've been through a rough patch in the past four years so you can't really be surprised and after this game if he doesn't play another game this season around he'll finish his wide receiver 21 in points per game in full ppr and we'll have to make everybody doing offseason research adjust their spreadsheets in points per game. So that is my high of the week is that this guy named Chad Hansen, who I, I can't rem- remember. The name rings a bell. I almost I, I should have searched it in the Google Drive, Ryan, because we may have mentioned Chad Hansen way back in the day. I, I, you know, now that you brought him, you talked about him going to Cal. I, I do remember him when we talked about rookies the you know that year i mean not that we talked about him as you know someone to draft early but but i i now the name like rings a bell like oh that's right he went to cal so yeah and he was definitely he was on a team in our empire league in uh in 2018 so, at some so, point like the in, like my first dynasty league anyway so will so, this was a, out of all the amazing like such, things that happened the best week, moment of the week week 13 you chose chad hansen for your- how could it not be chad hansen ryan <laughs> it's the it's the big hands projection oh uh, okay fair enough fair enough. well i'll start with a kind of a, a, a oh he also played on 98 percent of the snaps 98.2 that's that's, that's all. i mean what uh, you know well, who, who else will, will the texans play that's all they got. They, they only, the, they're not there to Chad Hansen. Tight, three tight ends and Chad Hansen. Let's go. <laughs> all right. Um, no mention of, of Kiki Cootie, who had a much bigger game, uh, but but that's fine. We'll, we'll, we'll talk maybe. Talk I already about. talked about him earlier, Ryan. It's a stash. Oh, okay. That, fair enough. We talked about the previous episodes. That's right. You did. You did. That was a great call. Because um, he's one of those guys that could be a difference maker in the fantasy playoffs, believe it or not. I mean, we'll, we'll see. We'll see if he comes back down to earth. Okay. So, so mine is just kind of a weird one. So, I'm in my vehicle. I'm going to pick up my dog from doggy daycare. And I, and I, right now I have Sirius XM satellite radio in my car. Ooh. And um, so I'm listening to the, the, the game on the, on the Sirius NFL channel. And, and they've got the Pittsburgh Steelers play-by-play guys. I don't know who they are. I didn't look them up, but the, the, the play-by-play guy kept calling the Washington football team, the Washington nationals football team. <laughs> now has the ball and and he did it three or four times and he had to correct them so he's like no it's not the washington nationals that's the that's the baseball team i know it's not the the generals either it's the washington football team and it was just funny because like he like you think a professional broadcaster like once or twice they make the mistake then they would would get it right but this guy at least four times he called them the washington nationals i i just thought that was funny so well, ryan on sirius xm anything flies well, no, this was, but this was like the home broadcast. Like this is the, they were carrying the, the Pittsburgh feet, you know, feed for the, the Washington bullets football team. <laughs> Washington bullets. Anyway. So I, I just thought that was, that was kind of fun. So that, that made me laugh. So that was one of my, my smaller moments of, of uh, week 13. So w- what, what's next for you? Yeah. Uh, I, I'm, I'm going to skip down, right? Is it David Montgomery season? Uh, fantasy points wise, he's booming now. And yeah, he, he is. You know, and and granted, the you know the Packers and Lions 
aren't aren't great defenses that he's put up some good fantasy points against, but his yards per carry are rising. He's more involved in the offense, and they finished the year. So first of all, you know I've been a fan of David Montgomery for a long time, and, and to my to my detriment, but uh, I, I'm I'm very interested to see how it goes this offseason because they finished against Houston, Minnesota, and Jacksonville, and then again in Week 17 against Green Bay where that game may or may not matter for Green Bay, who has a who has a bad rush defense anyway. So this could be kind of a wild finish for David Montgomery. Like, I just got excited about the the, the future of – he's going to be a discussion topic again all offseason leading up to the draft, assuming the Bears – or, like, before – we'll be talking about, like, are the Bears going to draft running back? Are they not? You know, David Montgomery finished his RB10 in full PPR. It's It might be buoyed by these last few weeks. Let me tell you something. The Bears – if they draft running back, it will be late because the bears have so many needs. Have you watched the bears? Um, top looks would be quarterback, of course, but they, they need don't show up on red zone very much, Ryan. They need a whole new offensive line. <laughs> um, uh, anyway, uh, David, it's interesting because David Montgomery in week 12 was your running back six overall in PPR and then running back one week 13. So yes, he is turning it on. Well, David Montgomery, Montgomery be the difference maker in the fantasy playoffs. We'll, we'll, I mean, we'll, we'll see, but they bears have a great schedule and David Montgomery has a great schedule in the fantasy playoffs. So it, it, it's interesting. It's going to be fun to see. I am starting him in a league and like, I, like I still don't feel good about it, but it's like, this guy has been a, you know, running back one, two weeks in a row and he's got a great matchup. So why not start him? So it, it just blows my mind. That's, that's 2020 for you, but yeah, I think that's you're right. That, that other running back Cordero Patterson takes some snaps. I actually looked at his snap share. It was so low. Uh, I wouldn't be worried at all, but Dave Montgomery's running back 11, according to PFF, like standards, standard PPR scoring in total points this season. Like yeah, it's, crazy. it's going to be a mess, but it's also going to be super fun because this, this is, so much content is being generated for the off season during this season that I just get excited about it each time something like this happens. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's fun. And, and, and obviously I'm cheering for him because as, as a bears fan, but I, I don't know. I still feel like it's a bit of a mirage. I mean, I mean, he's a hard runner and he he's loose 70 breaks tackles and, all, but he doesn't have that, you know, next level speed. And um, I, I don't know. I, I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll see, but, but yeah, he's, he's getting it done. Um, so my next uh, moment I have to say it's Amari Cooper that, that late touchdown on fourth down, save my bacon. And I, I started the playoffs in the IDP guys invitational 2020. And well, I was, I'm the last team to advance. Fortunately it resets in week 14, but I made the cutoff. Thanks to that Amari Cooper touchdown. So thank you, Amari Cooper. Thank you, Andy Dalton for, for finding him. I mean, he made, he made a great grab. I mean, to, 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 catch that touchdown pass so anyway that was a moment that was that was yeah. huge for me i was thrilled you're, you're lucky that amari cooper decided to care about football in that moment <laughs> like that's for right some yes, reason, yeah. he was like this this is mine staying yeah. alive staying alive and mike mccarthy i'm lucky that he decided not to give the ball to zeke for like the fourth time because it wasn't like didn't zeke have like three tries and got stuffed like the um it was it was obvious what dallas was trying to do so um but anyway i, I was thrilled it's always good when you have that um, in this case, a Tuesday night, you know, miracle to, to advance the playoffs. So, yeah, Ryan, I didn't, I didn't re- like that game. I didn't watch overly closely because I was just basking in the glory of the Iowa Hawkeyes victory over North Carolina in basketball. So we'll get there. We'll get there in a second. Is that your next moment? No, I didn't put, I didn't, I didn't put it on here. I, I got it later. Don't worry. We'll get there. Oh, nice. What, uh, what, do, you, what do you got? I, I, I'm loving this T Y Hilton, uh, rising from the ashes with, with Philip rivers. And is hope, I'm hoping that this is a trend moving forward. 
He's had two really good weeks in a row and seems to be very heavily involved in the offense. Uh, either, you know, he got healthy or something clicked or, you know, every T.Y. Hilton share that you were just you know, holding on at the bottom of your dynasty roster is now startable uh, in the in the fantasy playoffs. Last three weeks, he's a wide receiver one in PPR, believe it or not. <laughs> That's crazy. And if you go last two <laughs> weeks, Ryan, I'm sure it's much higher. Probably much higher, yeah. I'm looking at um, fftoday.com. They, they, I don't have that option to do last two. Weeks, and so if you go I'm just third lazy. quarter of week 13, no, I, I actually don't know that, but. <laughs> oh man, it's crazy. It's I just, crazy. I just like, like, I feel like T.Y. Hilton has been such a disappointment for some reason when him, like him coming back, I just get, I was just happy. Yeah. You know, I, I like, it. it's a great story. I, I'm a T.Y. Hilton fan and it's, um, it, it is a good story to see him putting up some numbers i'm sure that your michael pittman owners aren't aren't thrilled about it but maybe he'll um, be on the field for the next uh rushing touchdown uh for jacoby percent um yeah that's always fun jacoby percent getting some getting some action i guess if you're super desperate you have no qbs to play you can pick up jacoby percent you might get a touchdown rushing yeah. the, the goal line play where jacoby percent's <laughs> in i'll give you one guess of what's happening the last play of the half or game when Jacoby Brissett is in and they're 60 yards out of the end zone. Um, I, I got, we're, you're going to talk more about him later, but I'll mention it here. Uh, Corey Davis, wide receiver one in week 13, overall wide receiver one. It's my guy. Finally. Well, finally, maybe it's happening. Maybe it's happening. We'll talk about more later. 11 receptions, 181 yards in the touchdown. Yeah. Well, I'm just writing it into my letdown. Cause he was played against me in my letdown. <laughs> All right, I'll go. I'll go one more. Then I'm done with my moments, and and you can you can add on to this because it's uh, it, it's Big Ten basketball. We 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 saw some. You know, I don't, I don't know how the Big Ten's doing today, but I think at the end of the night yesterday, it was like six one to one Big Ten to the Big Ten ACC challenge. Uh, our team's got huge wins. Will's Hawks beat uh, the, the mighty North Carolina Tar Heels. Tar Heels at at, at home, and then. My fight in the line, I went to Cameron Indoor, which is not the same without the Cameron Crazies, of course, but still, they just put the beat down on the Duke Blue Devils. So the Big Ten is loaded and stacked. It's going to be fun to watch. Assuming that Big Ten basketball season start can be played because of COVID, uh, it's going to be a fun season, Will. Yeah, and the, it, it, I mean, except that the thing is, like, if a player doesn't have COVID, I think we might be all right because they, they're much more cautious than they are in the NFL insert image of John Harbaugh with his mask off yelling in a rest face. Uh, but maybe, maybe, maybe Duke is uh maybe it was the Cameron crazies that did it for him. It wasn't even a good basketball team. They've never had any good players come out of that, that program. Yeah. I actually yeah. like Duke. So like they're, they're, they're horrible recruiting them. Yeah. No, I respect, I respect, I respect the, the Duke blue devils. I mean, those are good. And as I do the North Carolina, I mean, those are, those are great um, college basketball programs and um, yeah, but no, it's great. I mean, it's great to be, Whenever you meet the the blue bloods of college basketball, it's always huge wins for your your program, no matter what. You know, and Mike Krzyzewski, so. sneakily funny on the Dan Patrick Show. Yeah, Coach like K. Coach K. Seems like he's a good guy. He is. He's entertaining. So, um, any more moments, or should we get into letdowns? Well, just just quickly, I think the return of Aaron Jones is going to be very important for fantasy playoffs. And you you can kind of you, you we saw what he can do last week. Like and I think that's only going to expand. He's been, he's been back for a couple of weeks now. It's not like he just came. But back. I feel like he's finally like I don't know. Maybe I'm just noticing it that that uh, with you know with like his injuries this year, and we we're talking about like Jamal. You know, Jamal Williams is a good start for a while, but he's starting to dominate again. And so that's the it's the progression of it 
to where if you held on or, or moved for Aaron Jones, I think he's going to be a big difference maker in the playoffs this year. Yeah. You, you know, what's interesting about Aaron Jones, I, I think maybe, I know this is going to sound weird, but I, you know, the, the difference between this year and last year was that, um, you know, Aaron Rodgers is in the MVP conversation. I mean, he's just balling out. So I, I think that they don't have to rely on Jones as much as they did last year. I mean, last year, the, that Green Bay offense had to rely on Aaron Jones and, and now not as much the case, but, but yes, point taken, e- even if he's not getting the, the volume, um, the, the number of touches that a guy like Dalvin cook, for example, gets um, still like he, he's so efficient and, and he he's, he's dangerous and he certainly will be a difference maker. Speaking of Aaron Jones, will let's say that you have not, um, you know, um, your, your trade deadline has not expired and you're in the playoffs and you could acquire Aaron Jones would you do it? And what would you pay for him? Because Aaron Jones, the big mystery with him is that what happens to him next year? He's, he's not, he doesn't, he's not a long-term deal. He's going to set to be a free agent. Every, pretty much every team in the NFL, even the ones with good cap situations will have cap issues because the salary cap overall is going to go down. And, and I think green Bay is going to have to get creative. if They want to keep him. So what, what do you do? I mean, if you're a playoff contender, do you try to acquire Aaron Jones? Yeah, I think I think I'm in the playoffs and I need running back help. But the rest of my roster, I at least am willing to take the risk on it. Uh, I I might I might take out take out a mortgage for Aaron Jones here. That's a good point. And I have to go make some trade offers. Yeah, I mean, because he's and I think, you know, most dynasty owners are savvy enough to realize, like, if you're not in the playoffs and you have Aaron Jones, it's like, well, this might be a good time to sell him because, you know, a team that's making a run. He could help them out. He's a difference maker, but I could get out of the uncertainty of what happens after the 2020 season. I mean, if he resigns with Green Bay, or let's say he goes to a place like, say, the San Francisco 49ers, our favorite oh, spot for everybody. Yeah, I mean, his value could could you know could could maintain or or even go up a little bit. So because uh, he's he's a really talented player, um, and and a guy that that certainly is a is a guy you don't want to face in the fantasy playoffs. That's for sure. Yeah, have him on your side. I just looked it up in one league that that trades are still open and Aaron Jones is owned by the best team in the league. So he is the most fancy points. And I guess I'm not going to get that one done. Maybe not. But I'm very excited to see how that, that goes. And it's, it's I don't know. And it, Rod, the, the thing about Aaron Rodgers, fan of the Packers or Aaron Rodgers or not, he is like the, the way his like body language and he's performing well. And the way he almost, it looks like lazy, like that touchdown to Robert Tanyan, that he saw it and just almost, it just felt like it was so easy. He makes it look so good. Uh, it's fun. It's fun to watch. And it just, he can just, he could take over a game and we're going to miss Aaron Rodgers when he's gone. Yeah. I have to say, you know, I'm, I'm a Bears fan, but man, I, I just respect the heck out of that guy. And, and I love to watch him because you're right. He's just so, so good. Um, uh, and uh, yeah, I mean, he's, he's only a couple of guys in the, in the league like him uh, really. So, and he's pretty um, funny in the interviews. He's very funny. Yeah. <laughs> I like, I like drinking, his drinking tequila during the draft. And he's like, I poured four fingers of tequila before the draft. <laughs> and he's like, it went pretty quickly after the first round. <laughs> All right. L- let's, let's get into letdowns then. So for letdowns, we have our uh, good old friend Terry McLaurin. He has not made the letdown list this year, but he does for week 13. Terry McLaurin was your wide receiver 79 in PPR leagues for week 13. So if you needed Terry McLaurin to have a big performance to get into the playoffs, he probably let you down. Um, I, 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 we, we both have a, a short list of letdowns this week, which is kind of nice. So That's how it should be. 
that's how it should be. So I just have a few. I'm just going to say um, kind of along the same lines here, uh, but these guys didn't really play. If you had Frank Gore, because some people picked up Frank, Frank Gore off the waiver wire thinking, oh, you plug him in, you'll at least get you 10 fantasy points. Well, no, he, he got injured early. And Antonio Gibson, um, you, you know, tough matchup, but you're going to start him. He's going to play well. No, because he got turf toe early on. So um, it turns out that Ty Johnson and J.D. McKissick, their replacements, RB7 and 8 in PPR leagues. So that should have been Gore and Gibson, Will. That's, that's just not fair. That's, oh, that's 2020. That's the fantasy gods just... What, what I'll say is, I, I, if you were, you know, if you needed this to make the playoffs, that does suck. But at least this didn't happen in week 14. Or, yeah, or like week 13. Or, you know, in your playoff it's, matchup where these guys go down. Like, Antonio Gibson, if, if this happened next week and, you you know, you needed him, like, that would feel way worse. Well, I think what's bad about Antonio Gibson is that turf toe injury, you know, as, as you and I both know. That, that thing can linger and you know, could cost him the fantasy playoffs. Um, you know, so he, so if, if you've been relying on Antonio Gibson, you're probably not going to have him for the fantasy playoffs. You should just kind of expect that. I think at least for, for, you know, a couple of weeks, maybe in the championship game, you'll, you'll have him if you make it. Yeah, just far, scoop but. up Peyton Barber. The whole Washington football team <laughs> has turned into some sort of field story. Excuse me, Peyton Barber. Yeah. That, that'll work out. Yeah. You. you know, with an Alex Smith coming please, back, please don't. And, and everything like <laughs> Peyton Barber is going to have like 16 touchdowns over the next couple of weeks. It, it's a great story, but probably there are very few Washington um, Washington Nationals. I'll do it. Washington football team players that you want to start. You know, maybe um, maybe Logan Thomas, Terry McLaurin. You're going to start him, obviously, and maybe the Washington DST. But what about Cam Sims? No, you're not. You're 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 really desperate. You're starting Cam Sims or Steven uh, Sims, or I think maybe they have three more Sims on the roster. <laughs> or Cam and Steven Sims, if you're feeling, <laughs> feeling dangerous. Can you remind me the name of the head coach of the Washington football team? Ron Rivera. Ron, Ron, Ron Rivera. Ron Rivera of they course. are the feel good team of the season, minus the ownership of that team. Like yeah. it's so odd because like I want to root for you know Ron Rivera and Alex Smith and the adversity they have to deal with, but I also don't want any of the like. I, I just I, I I really really think that the ownership of that team are terrible people. So. You it's, are uh, correct. it's it's a tough like you know it's root for i guess like individuals like i don't know but anyway well, also in the ride the thing about frank gore is that then ty johnson goes for 104 yards and then jamal adams not known for his explosive plays uh goes for 74 yards and eight carries so there were some gaping holes to run through against the raiders that frank gore i think would have maybe you know maybe put like 55 yards in a touchdown it's but yeah, I mean, who knows? I mean, we don't know that he would have the same performances as, as Ty Johnson, but um, but yeah, just just disappointing. I, I mean, not that too many people are really relying on Frank Gore. It's like this is going to be the difference maker in my lineup. But you know, you might have lost by eight fantasy points, and if you thought Gore could get you ten, uh, that's the difference in your matchup. So, what about some letdowns for you, Will? Terry McLaurin well, letdowns. The the biggest and most prevalent one is so I was going up against my uh, little brother in our, our redraft league. And I needed to win to make the playoffs. And we both put up pretty, like, I think we were first and I had the third overall score, but I tinkered and stinkered, Ryan. I, uh, so he has, he's a Minnesota homer and started Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen. So I was like, to counter that, I'm going to, like, I had Logan Thomas as my starting tight end. I'm going to put in Kyle Rudolph as like the counter punch. No! So, like, if they score some touchdowns. And I lost by like 
25.3 points and Logan Thomas put up 25.8 points. Uh, I, you know, I I made some mistakes. I was the third overall scorer in that league and finished six, like six and seven. I, I, it was, it's my own fault over the course of the season. I had a really good team. I had a really strong playoff team, but that, uh, that, you know, I, I, it's, it's hard to like go back and like, like kick, like I'm not gonna lose sleep over it, but that's definitely, there's, there was no bigger letdown in this week. And, you know, really besides that in my last one, I don't really have anything else. Yeah. Um, I'll just mention one more quickly in passing Raheem Mostert, uh, RB 43. And this is best week. I mean, that's, that's frustrating. Only two more snaps and four less targets than, than Jeff Bree Wilson jr. So that San Francisco backfield, we should know that, um, you really can't rely on them. So that was, that was a little bit disappointing. Imagine if they would have kept Salvin Ackman. Yeah. Right. Cause they picked him up as an undrafted free agent. Well, then they would add another mixed player in that backfield that would have stolen more carries from those guys. So well, and also, granted, Ahmed got hurt, so he really fits into the San Francisco backfield. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And Tevin Coleman, I mean, not not that anyone started him, but man, I mean, that that I think he had like negative two fantasy points or something. I mean, just, <laughs> he just, he's just he's just not right. And they're paying. Aren't they still paying him like a ton of money? Yeah, maybe, maybe. If you, you yeah. Well, let's move on. Let's move on. My last letdown of the week, Ryan, is the – I think we need to hit this up before the fantasy playoffs. It's just the the J.J. Arcega-Whiteside letdown of the week. I don't know his stats, but it's a letdown. Oh, man, that guy is just – just forget about it. Just He is let down city. But maybe, maybe, maybe with the quarterback change. No. They were playing on the second team, you know, in practice. No. Here we go. He can go full – you know Chad Hansen <laughs> has done more in one game than, than Arcega Whiteside has done his whole career. Like, isn't that wild? Like, yeah, it is wild. He, he he was good in college. If you watch him at Stanford, man, I mean that guy, you know, contested catches and I mean, he, was, he was he looked good on on tape anyway. All right, let's go to um, the tweet of the week, and this is kind of a thread. It is a thread, and I'll, I'll go through this quickly. And and it actually mentions JJ Arcega Whiteside here. So Arcega Whiteside, pardon me. So this is at underscore Taylor Cornell. And uh, this is a thread about Brian Edwards. Remember Brian Edwards? So uh, I quote Taylor here. Brian Edwards has been missing in action in Las Vegas so far this season. He's battled an injury and is now scraping for snaps. How dire is the situation currently? And what, what does that mean for his dynasty value? Let's take a look. Since 2010, Will... There have been 141 rookie wide receivers that have played at least eight games and amassed less than 200 receiving yards. By my count, only four have ever returned a top 24 season in their career. That's it. Four. Those players, you got Antonio Brown, Adam Thielen, DJ Shark, and Richard Matthews, who had one. There's more there, but I'll I'll skip to the, the details of those players. Notable current players that have had less than 200 yards receiving as a rookie and at least seven games or eight games, rather. You got Andy Isabella, Miles Boykin, JJ Arthega Whiteside, Curtis Samuel, Josh Reynolds, and Mike Williams. Perhaps joining that list is in 2020 is Brian Edwards. It breaks my heart to doubt my draft darling from the 2020 rookie class, says Taylor, but things aren't looking good for him. T- Edwards is going to do what is going to have to do what less than 3% of players with similar rookie seasons have been able to do if he's ever going to be fantasy relevant. The good news is this Edwards has an elite college dominator and breakout age. So he's shown ability to dominate. 
while Darren Waller is signed through 2023, competing outside receiver Al Galore is a free agent after the season. Taylor goes on to say, Edwards is a perfect player to take a flyer on if you can obtain him for a third or, or as a throw-in. If you own Edwards shares, if you can get out for a 2021 second, the odds are in your favor that you won't regret it down the road. What are you doing with this forgotten rookie wide receiver, Will Greenwood? I feel like on the so Ryan, on those, the dynasty teams that we were talking about on the Patreon, where uh, I, you know I'm not making the playoffs, like a lot of Brian Edwards offers came my way that he was going to hold value. Uh, I think you know if if you can you could move him for a, a, a 2021 second. I think that's totally fine. You're just taking another dice roll and, you know, maybe you get a shot at a running back that, that slips in your draft, or you can flip that capital probably easier than you can Brian Edwards next year. Um, I, I, you know, I don't know. It's, I think if I could get Brian Edwards for a third, I, I would acquire him. I think he's still, even with this, this historical, like low hit rate, there, there's still going to be an opportunity for him. And if he, if he, you know, switches from being injury prone to not being injury prone at some point in, in that, that, that like switch flips on, I think he could be really valuable. Yeah. I think it's all a matter of cost. Right. I, I mean, I think that um, you know, there are some examples of players that, you know, in this, you know, similar category of these in, we, we talked about them, uh, not that we're saying he's Antonio Brown, but that matches Antonio Brown, uh, Thielen shark and, 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 um, Richard Matthews, who had that one big year. So I, I just think it's interesting. I, I like this advice, though. I like the advice if you can get a 2021 second. And I think you probably can because there are plenty of Edwards fans out there still. I, I, I think I make that move. But, yeah, if you could you could sell a third for him, I, I do think there's the potential that you're betting, betting on an outlier, at least statistically. So I thought that was an interesting thread. I, I, liked, I liked how well-researched this was, and I, I thought it was worth sharing. So – Shout out to, to Taylor for the the share dropping the knowledge on Twitter. This was, this is good stuff. Yeah, it just kind of it just kind of sucks to get down on a player. No, it does, but I, I think I think this is this is good though because I, I think we we you know the kind of the common wisdom is a common common thinking is like well you know rookie wide receivers they 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 take you know two or three years to emerge so if they have bad rookie years you know d- don't worry about it and maybe try to acquire them later but you know the. the there's plenty of proof that that's not the case. If, if rookie wide receivers have really bad years, like Edwards is having that generally speaking, they, it doesn't pan out for them. It just, it just doesn't. That's just, that's just the way, um, you know, the, the, the NFL works for whatever reason. And I think sometimes these guys, you know, don't produce because they're, they're battling injuries and Brian Edwards, that's what was a knock on him, right. That he, you know, injury prone. And um, unfortunately some of the, I, I think that some, some players just, just are they just they just you know for whatever reason they just break down they can't get healthy and they never can and their careers never amounts anything so um. yeah the i think an interesting like side topic there's the like the darren waller contract like spotrack doesn't have his dead cap after this year i think like darren waller signed like a glorified two-year deal and and the rest isn't isn't guaranteed yeah could could be could be but I mean, like after that fantasy performance, he needs to contact his agent. <laughs> no doubt, right? No doubt. Um, yeah, I, 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 like I said, I just thought this was interesting because I think we fall into this trap, right, where we, you know, get excited about some of these guys, like like JJ Arcega Whiteside is Arcega Whiteside. I can't say his name still. Uh, I was one of those guys too. I think we were so excited about him. Um, but you know, Andy Isabella, another guy that 
some people are excited about. But well, I'll- I think we were trying. I was trying to pump up JJ Arcega Whiteside like this could happen, and his best play was a fumble recovery touchdown. Of might be his best play of his career. I think Brian Edwards can uh, outkick that. So I'll I would trade. I, you know, I would trade Jay Jaws for for Brian Edwards. No, yeah, I mean, who wouldn't, right? So, so yeah, but I think the thing is, like, I, I, I don't think you, I don't think you're gonna be able to get Edwards for a third round pick. I, I, I mean, maybe some owner would do that, but um, you, you probably can sell him for a second. Um, I don't know. Anyway, we, we can move on. Maybe I, like I, Chad Hansen in a third round pick. There you go. Now we're talking. Now we're. Talking. I, I'd keep Chad Hansen. He's got bigger hands. <laughs> All right. Uh, it, it's time for everyone's favorite segment. It's time for will's random talk time yeah and i i only got uh to put one note in here but i think it's worthwhile talking about and i'm sure it's going to be a massive dynasty conversation yeah the, the but and this this involves the the man of, of week 13 right yeah because my little brother that i played in that redraft league where he kicked me out of the playoffs uh i had Corey davis on that team earlier in the season uh i did drop him but i think before that zero point week but he played him against me this week and it was like I messaged him during the games and it's like, can you just stop, stop scoring fantasy points? Because everybody was going off. It was it was ridiculous. But Ryan, Corey Davis is this year's Devontae Parker at this point in time, right? Uh I know I know it's a little bit earlier in the career, you know, the career arc, but the early round draft pick who's booming. Uh he is he is sitting right now uh overall at wide receiver 18 in total points but he did miss a couple games. So he only has 10 games played. He's at 15.7 points per game, which puts him at uh, wide receiver 18 as well. <laughs> so he's right there in the middle. He's so funny, but he's, yep. he's kind of peaking now. I, I don't know how, you know, John Smith was out, but what I, what I want to discuss is because he's going to be another hot off season topic. And again, with, with trade deadlines, if, if they have it passed, you still have them available. Uh, basically, are you willing to bet that he moves away from Tennessee and they don't resign him, or do you think that even though they they declined his fifth year option, that he can go somewhere else? Because I'm not on board with Corey Davis in Tennessee in the future. You know, with a healthy AJ Brown and the way that that offense wants to run, I think if if his value is kind of ingrained in him moving to a different team, he is also. And this is another side note, Ryan, PFF's second rated wide receiver overall behind Devonte adams that's amazing um i think he's gonna have to move on I, I mean the the reports i've i've read is that you know they're i i just think with the season he's been up uh, what, what he's shown on on film there are going to be some teams that are going to be intrigued i know that uh, pretty much every team is going to have struggles with the salary cap because of the you know overall you know n- number they can spend on players going down but um i think that it's gonna be hard for them to retain him honestly so so i do see him moving on which, you know, will that help him, hurt him? We just depends where he goes, right? So, um, yeah, no, he's an interesting case. And I still get the the impression in the Dynasty community that even though he is producing in 2020, that we're not sold on him, that, that he soured us so much this first two years of his career that, you know, it's not like someone people want to go out and acquire. I mean, that could change, but... Um, uh, but, but yeah, it's going to be fun to see what happens. I mean, he, he's a very interesting case when, if he moves on, you know, what, what, what was 21, 21 season be like, how will people value him? I don't know. It's, it's going to be fun to see. 
Yeah, I think if the price is right, Ryan, I'm going to be an acquirer of, of Corey Davis in the offseason. I think he's just it, you know, coming from a smaller school and being such a big alpha there and then going to a team like the Titans and not really booming right away and ha having such high draft capital. Our expectations were just too high with, with Corey Davis. We didn't know exactly what he was. And he seems to be you know, being used appropriately now at a team that's going to sign and pay for him, assuming that, you know, he doesn't go to let's say like the Jets, the Jets goof up with the you know the first overall pick, and he's there with like Sam Darnold. Like I don't really like that you know that that type of thing. Or if the somehow like the Ravens sign, I'm not excited for another wide receiver on the Ravens. But I, I would be willing to gamble that Corey Davis improves the situation that he's in uh, next season. Yeah, I, I think so too, and and I think he's probably a good guy to acquire because. I, I, and I could be off on this. I, I, I do think the, the one thing about the Corey Davis owner in your leagues is it's probably someone like me that has been a Corey Davis truther um, really up until the 2020 season. I started to give up. Not that I dropped him on my leagues, but I, he's at the bottom of my bench. I'm like, well, he's not going to amount to anything. And he, he's, he's been a huge help. I mean, he's a difference maker. So um, it might be harder to acquire him because people that have him might, might love Corey Davis. Um, what, well, I've got an interesting kind of story for you. I had a, a must win in one of my dynasty leagues to, to make the playoffs. And I had some issues because I had Chris Godwin on by and DJ Moore on by. And I, I don't carry a lot of wide receivers in this league. So I had to start Corey Davis as my wide receiver too. And I didn't feel great about that. And I had to start Kiki Cootie who I picked up on waivers and, and, and the, as my wide receiver three. And Corey Davis in this league, half point PPR, 29.7 points for me and Kiki Cootie, 18.1. So that actually worked out pretty well for me. <laughs> Imagine if you bundled that up with Chad Hansen. I know, right? I think he outscored uh, Keenan Allen, who I had as my wide receiver one. Um, so uh, that would have been brilliant had I had I done that. Picked up Chad Hansen, started him over Keenan Allen. But <laughs> I just think I think I think like with Corey Davis too in in missing a couple of games this season. I just I'm very excited, and I, I don't know what the price is, Ryan. Where's your uh, where, where's your like your price range for Corey Davis? Like, let's look at uh, you know, maybe like like, like underperforming, you know, running backs. Uh, like, would you move Naheem Hines for Corey Davis? Or oh yeah, maybe that's sure. a bad example. Like Melvin Gordon. Oh yeah, uh, I, I move Melvin Gordon for Corey Davis. Yeah, James Conner. Yes. Uh, let's let's keep going down here. Uh, probably Devin Singletary <laughs> is probably a quick move. Yes. Um, I think I think that kind of like yeah, I probably moved David Johnson because he's you know if he's not looking good. I want David Johnson to do well, but he doesn't look good. It's a it's an interesting like running back list because for like a win now team like let's say Christian McCaffrey's out, you could probably send like Mike Davis and a you know a third round pick for Corey Davis uh, for a playoff team if somehow McCaffrey ends up on the IR. Uh, what about Ronald Jones? I, I are we talking about full point PPR league? Give give the, give the whole scope. Just go half and full. Um, God, I I, I probably want to. I mean, I'm going to look at the values first because I almost feel like Ronald Jones is more valuable um, than than Corey Davis. Because, but but I could be off on that. I, I would need to get in touch with their values. But you know, with with some other pieces added, like if those are the core players, I think I would want to move Rojo for for Corey Davis. Yeah. But remember, this is not fair to ask me because I'm the like the Corey Davis truther. I've, I've loved Corey Davis 
you know, you know, since he came in the league. And um, uh, so I have, I have a big bias here, you know, so just, so, so just keep that in mind. I it can't. looks like Corey Davis I is, I can't, and I won't. It looks uh, like Corey Davis is, is more valuable than, than Ronald Jones. In what about like Chris Carson? Ooh, that's, that's a, that's a good question. So I am, um, I'm out of the playoffs. The, I'm the not const- contending. The, the consummately hated dynasty player, Chris Carson. <laughs> I, I, I think I'd do it. I, I mean, you know, Chris, Chris Carson is, is, is 26 and uh, he's going to be free agent. If memory serves at the end of this year and this, the way he plays, I just, I don't know. I, I just think he's going to break down sooner rather than later. Even if the Seahawks resign him, I just, you know, like he just, he's, you know, this is playing style, man. He just, he just gives it his all. And I, I don't know. So for me, yes. Cause I would do that. I, I'm glad that Chris Carson wasn't out for an extended time when that guy alligator rolled his leg. That would have been really sad. Uh, like, so yeah, I, I, it's hard to like gauge the running back landscape because the rookies that haven't boomed yet, you're not moving for Corey Davis. Like you're not moving into those top, even like seven rookie running backs, unless you're getting something on top. But if, so if you had, uh, let's go with Antonio Gibson and somebody sent you Corey Davis and a first for Antonio Gibson. And it's going to be a late first. They're worried about Antonio Gibson's injury. You're out of the playoffs. Ooh, that's that's a good question. Two guys I really love. Or they're though. not worried about Antonio Gibson's injury. Are you worried about it? It's turf toe. It's not that big a deal. That That's, I, I probably have to make that deal, but it might be a little bit team specific. It might depend on my running back depth. Um, but I would, I would definitely consider it. It's strong consideration. Okay. Okay. I, I don't know. I mean, we could go through a bunch of these yeah, but, scenarios, right? Let's just go through them all. Like, uh, <laughs> like David no, Montgomery. That's probably, probably about, what about you? What, any, any of those where you disagree with me? Uh, so I, I think I might move Rojo for Corey Davis. And I, I, cause I just don't, it's, it's hard for me to get on board with Rojo overall as a starter week in week out. And I think Corey Davis has upside on his, on his second team. I, we're we're seeing the way the NFL is evolving with receivers switching teams that are more like like Odell Beckham's a bad example, but I think Corey Davis could kind of slot right into a new team and play well. Yeah, I mean the the, the quarterback play in, in in passing game can't probably get much lower volume, and if he goes to the Niners, Ryan, oh man. All right. Well, that's, that's, that's the, the cue to transition into, into actually hot bolts, spicy takes. Are, are you ready? Yeah, let's do it. So first of all, congratulations. Will Greenwood hot bolts, spicy take um, it, it, the, the badges unlocks. You, you, you did it. Unbelievable. You made a call and this was a Carolina Reaper. The, I, I highlighted it here. The Browns are, Three and a half point underdogs on the road at Tennessee, but the Browns pull out a win. Oh, I had five and a half point dogs. Yes. But you said, just said they pulled a win. All you needed them to do is win. Yeah. Well, that, I mean, it's the money line. Yeah. So the, the Browns won and they held Derrick Henry to under 70 yards rushing. Uh, so that is an unbelievable call. And, uh, you know, I challenge you to do it again. Uh, it was, it was, it was impressive. So, any anything you want to say? So first yeah. of all, we said when when one of us got a hot take right and the other one lost, we'd have to eat that um, ghost pepper donut at Dunkin' Donuts, and I did it already like months ago. So I've already paid oh, up. No, my I'm going to come up with something way better. 
No, you can't after the fact. Brian no. has to shave his eyebrows. <laughs> or it's just, a, it's just a, like the, the, the like three Adidas slits into them. You have to clear that with my wife. If you clear that with her, then... Oh, we we've can... been texting all day. <laughs> oh, fantastic. About like the, your punishment. Yeah, that'll, that'll be... That'll be it'll look very creepy. Because then this isn't a, um, you know, like a, vi- a video podcast or something. Um, all right, so that was Wait, good. Ryan, can I, I, my quick note on that is... Yeah. When I said I was thinking the Jets beat the Raiders, but I just couldn't. Oh, man. Oh man, that was if if the Jets didn't want to like Craig Williams should be promoted for losing that game. If anything, the Jets should be thinking that they had a fall guy for for going 0-16. Like he saved their franchise potentially. <laughs> if they if if Trevor Lawrence comes like you know, there, there's no like like malarkey with right. Trevor Lawrence and he comes to the Jets, like they, that could be an epically changing move in their franchise history. So I don't really like Greg, like Greg Williams overall, but uh, especially here in Minneapolis, people hate Greg Williams for for that Brett Favre playoff game with the Vikings. He's a like jerk, yeah. Just like yeah, absolute vitriol. But uh, he he should be lauded. Like he probably got like a 500k like booster bonus for calling an all out blitz and having that undrafted rookie corner being like, yeah, dude. Press coverage, man. Fight on the first move. <laughs> that it was cra- crazy, right? Um, and I love when you, you put the show notes. Let me just read it. Was thinking Jets beat the Raiders, but just can't. The Jets are just way too bad at being a professional football team. You nailed it. They just are way too bad. They, just, <laughs> they couldn't do it. So, and, and listen, don't say he saved the franchise because don't put it past the Jets to draft like Trey Lance or something, you know, overall number one and him be a total bust in the NFL. I mean, you, you don't know what they're going to do. Just because they, if they get them run overall pick doesn't mean they're going to do the right thing with it. So. Yeah, I kind of hope like the enemy and Trevor Lawrence go there. Let's make the, the Jets fun again, or at least get some excitement built around it for well, fantasy. Well, you know, w- uh, that's one of the things that, you know, we, we've we like Chicago sports radio people are talking about, like, um, w- w- would you rather um, be the Jets franchise right now or the Chicago Bears? Well, the Jets, right, because they have a ton of cap space. They'll have the number one pick so they can take their uh, pick of this 2021 quarterback class. Uh, they're starting to build their offensive line. I mean, they, they're, they've, they're starting to build the foundation there. Um, whereas the Chicago bears, they got cap the, issues. The, they don't have a quarterback. Right. Um, the, the jets don't have the 2018 GM of the year. Yeah. Well, that 2018 GM of the year might be uh, unemployed on the streets here soon because <laughs> he's not, he's not doing a good job. So um, maybe he did back then, but the last couple of years he's done a horrible the Bears job. Bears so, need to have a, the street kicker tryouts again for free beer. But 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 my point is that's probably not a bad landing spot for Eric Bieniemy. Yeah, you know if, if they could get him. So um, maybe he would go to the Jets because it, it's a good opportunity. That I think that um, AFC East now is, is a little bit more wide open now that the Patriots no longer have Tom Brady. Um, so anyway, it's it's although you could argue the Dolphins are ascending that the bills are going to be good for a while. I don't know, but anyway, all right, let, let's, in my hot ball spicy take that didn't work out. First of all, part of it was that DeAndre Swift was going to be a top six running back and he didn't even play. Um, but, but I said the lions would win double digits against the bears. My instincts were somewhat correct because they beat the bears. Um, although oh, that was, that was brutal, Ryan. Yeah. That, that it just felt like it was too obvious to be a, a letdown. Um, uh, anyway i i didn't knew i knew the bears were gonna lose that game i just knew it even and unfortunately i was right so we'll, we'll see what they can do um all right but let's let's get into week 14 will hobble spicy takes five levels banana pepper jalapeno habanero 
Ghost Pepper, and of course the Almighty Carolina Reaper, Will Greenwood. I'm gonna let you go second because let's see if you can go two in a row. Let, 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 let's build up the hype for that second hot little spicy take. Um, I'll get mine first, and it's simple. The Lions are seven and a half point underdogs. I'm gonna I'm gonna keep riding the Lions. They're gonna beat the Green Bay Packers at home. Um, I think Stafford is gonna be a top twelve quarterback and AP Adrian Peterson. He may be old, but he can still play. He is going to be a running back too. And I'll also put the injury voids at Claus in um, just to protect myself a little bit because um, we saw Frank Gore go down last week. So I want to protect myself betting on these, these older running backs. So it's hard. Cause uh, the, the swift, like, like, like injury, you know, the concussion and the, the recovery from that is very murky. Like we haven't seen swift in a little bit. I worry about, I worry about the kid. I hope he's all right. And honestly, on the Lions team, just sit out the rest of the year, man. Just yeah, uh, that's what they should. Do you remember, it was? I think it was a couple years ago. It might have actually been last year. Darius Leonard, um, the great linebacker for the Indianapolis Colts, he had this concussion, and he was out for, I think, like a month or something. And, and he got over it, but he was really worried about it. And, I, and I, that's, I mean, we, we just kind of kind of blow off these concussions because there's so many players that, that, that have come back from them or have numerous concussions over their career. But it's no joke. And with Swift, that's absolutely what the Lions should do. I know if you got Swift on your fantasy team, you want him to play. But but for his career, the the Lions as an organization should just say, until you're right, buddy, just just don't play. But I think it's funny because Adrian Peterson, you know, is in, in the far far twilight of his career and keeps saying to the media that he's telling coaches to start these other running backs. <laughs> you know, like like he's like he's like, no, come on, come on, you know, start start this other guy. Let him let him play. Let him show what he can do. And great, it's been Antonio Gibson and DeAndre Swift. They, you know, they've been they've been great. But uh, I think that you know, every time that Adrian Peterson, he, when he gets out on the field, he's like ready to go. But but you know, beforehand or the weekly note, he's like, I was like, oh darn it! Like I just want to, you know, I just want to collect the paycheck. Like let let me be on the team. What are like, you doing this to me? Like I'll teach these kids how to run better. <laughs> you know, like I just don't want to have to go do this. But the the last touchdown he scored against the Bears, Ryan was. I mean, it's it's hard because it's not hard. Like Adrian Peterson is a fun football player to watch, and his his like passion and aggression towards the game. Yeah, it's, uh, I, I I mean, at the running back position, I don't know if you've ever seen a, a whole career like his before, at least in like my lifetime. So don't 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 count previous players. But he's, uh, yeah, he's a great. He's one of the all time greats. Right. I I don't think the Lions beat beat the Packers. I think that's almost like a seven and a half point uh, road dogs. The Pat. I mean. It's, it's at Ford Field, they're, so they're playing at home. I'm Lions. basically on the road. If they had fans, there'd be more Packer fans there. <laughs> Probably, uh, yeah. So, I, I mean, I think that's almost already a Carolina Reaper just at that take. Like, that's a big upset. And AP being a running back, too, like, if they do upset him, I feel like he is a running back, too. So they're corollary, but we need to give more credence to parlays. So I'll go Carolina Reaper. And so I should start Adrian Peterson, Ryan, in my fantasy playoffs? Any other options? Maybe not a bad start. I mean, I think that you can run on the Packers for sure. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. So, Will, what do you got? All right. So it's it's time, and I am on a hot streak of one. Uh, there's a road team playing in a dome that has just <laughs> been hot streak. Of one. It reminds me of that that line from Major League. You know, when they win a game, and the and the manager's like, you know, boys, we won one game. We win one more. That's called a winning streak. <laughs> so. So let's even get on a win streak, Will Greenwood. Let's Big do it. time win streak. And so I'm going to go real conservative here, Ryan. Uh, 
Uh, there's a road team playing in a dome that has just been brimming with upside and is about oozing to lift with the lid. I'm just oozing with upside. Uh, the Colts are only three point favorites at the Raiders in Las Vegas, which is kind of shocking to me uh, overall. But anyway, so this is going to go real bold. I'm going to say the Colts win by 17 plus points in Las Vegas because it's, it's not like a home field advantage really matters here. So if, if, they're going by the standard like three-point home favorite. That means that on a neutral field, Colts would be six-point favorites. I think they absolutely just take care of business here. And I think we're going to see based on – I mean, let's just – I'm going to go with before your response to how hot this is. Uh, Jonathan Taylor is going to go for 175 total yards and over one-and-a-half touchdowns. Yeah, I mean, that's Carolina Reaper. I mean, I mean, come on. That's – that, that's bold. And, and, and I think I, I like the call of, of the Colts going into Las Vegas and, and beating the Raiders. Uh, 17 points would be, be pretty amazing. It's, it's not like the Colts are, you know, this necessarily this, you know, high powered team that, that that's capable of doing that. So, although I guess if they win by 20, they could win 20 to nothing. So, um, and, and, and just Jonathan Taylor, you know, is he, is he going to get the, the volume to do it? I, I, I know he's emerged as the, running back one there in Indianapolis, at least we hope he has, but, but I don't know. I don't know. I mean, could, could he do it? Sure. So I, I think for all these things to happen, it's certainly a Carolina Reaper for sure. Well, 175 plus is, is massive, but it's also going massive. to just, just throw the, like the next Twitter poll that comes out of who's the art, you know, the rookie RB one in dynasty. Uh, this is going to be really fun to discuss afterwards. The Raiders are, are terrible against running backs. I mean, the Ty Johnson and Jamal yeah. Adams from the Jets lit him up for 178 yards. I mean, yeah. What's yeah. weird about the Raiders is that their their offense is kind of carried this team this year, which is which is kind of an odd thing to say. But um, yeah, their defense is is not good, and um, yeah, you can, you can definitely run on the Raiders. That's for sure. Yeah, and I just I just I, I you know I, obviously this is this is crazily hot and bold and spicy, but I'm riding I'm riding a winning streak, Ryan, and so. Let's uh let, let's see Jonathan Taylor really really show those fantasy managers that have faith in starting him pay off. I like it. I like it a I lot. I might be worried that the touchdowns, like if they get it to the goal line and Jacoby Brissett comes in, I'll I'll just have my face in a pillow watching it on the couch because he's not he's not handing it off in that run pass option or or, or, or yeah. <laughs> um. All right, Will. Let, let's let's get let's wrap this thing up. Uh, two minute warning. You, you have any final thoughts going into the playoffs? Playoffs. Okay. So, like I I don't know how banged up he got in the last game, Ryan, but Lynn Bowden Jr. Maybe not this week, but for your playoff run because he has a revenge game, I believe, in in week sixteen against the Raiders, and he finally got on the field for the Dolphins, uh, and even got a carry. And they're, uh, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of monitoring this Lynn Jr. because he has running back eligibility in at least Yahoo fantasy. So if you, if you are extremely hurt at running back, like let's say Antonio Gibson's just out for the rest of the year, like this turf toes where he thought he actually broke like a few bones in his foot or, or something like that. Uh, I, I, I'm, I'm kind of, I don't know. I'm just intrigued by the upside here, Ryan. He was a third round draft pick. They traded him for like a fourth or fifth round draft pick. To, to Miami and he finally got on the field and I don't know, he played, he played 46% of the snaps for the Miami offense last week. Yeah. But they didn't have anybody else. I mean, so they're him or Patrick Laird. So <laughs> no, th- that was as a wide receiver and he even added a couple carries to it. So 
Yeah, no. Hey, listen, you, you said Kiki Cutie like a month ago and I kind of laughed it off and, and, you know, he helped me win a week 13 matchup. So I, I will not laugh it off. Um, he's probably out there. I mean, I think a lot of dynasty leagues, at least deeper ones, someone's carrying him on, on their roster because they draft him in the rookie drafts, but there's certainly leagues he's available. I'm sure in your redraft leagues, I guarantee he's available. So that, that is, uh, you know, not, not a bad name to throw out there. I'm just going to say, well, for my final two minute warning, um, parting thought, if you will, is just don't, don't overthink it with the fantasy playoffs. Don't get cute. Um, you know, don't, don't, if you're looking at like starting quarterbacks, uh, you know, you've been starting Kyler Murray. It's like, well, Kyler Murray, I don't know. I, I you know, I, I'm worried about him. I'm worried about his shoulder. So I'm going to put Phillip rivers in there. Just that's not a good idea. Don't, don't, don't overthink it. Just, just go with the guys that got you there. Um, for, for the most part and, and, and not just, just like if, stick with your process. If you have a process that got you here with your start set decisions, um, j- just go with your process. Don't, don't, don't get cute. Don't overthink it. Cause when you, when you start to do that, that's when you can make mistakes and um, um, you know, we take your stinker and, and, yeah. and it's all over. Right. It's when you end up with Kyle Rudolph and he puts up a zero and yeah. he went to Notre Dame. So it's like, don't, you know, double zeros. Right. Right. It doesn't mean you shouldn't like pay attention to the news leading up to games, but, but don't, don't overthink things. If the, it's like, Oh, it's the wind. It's, it's 20 miles per hour um, at, at Lambeau. I better not start Aaron Rodgers. I better start, um, you know, Mitch Trubisky instead. No, no, don't, don't do that. Don't, <laughs> don't do that. So just, just stick to your process and you'll be just fine. And embrace the variance. You're, you're, you're going to be big favorites in matchups. You're going to lose and there are going to be some surprises. You're going to win. So just, just, just enjoy the ride. Yeah, don't, don't read too much into being a favorite. Just play smart. Yeah. But going by projected points, I think can be, and it's fun to be the projected favorite by a lot. Ryan, everybody's had it. Everybody feels good about it, but it's a trap. Yeah. It's a trap. Thank you. You Admiral Akbar for that, that final thought. And with that, we need to, get out of here so first of all if you're not supporting us on patreon you should consider that that's patreon.com slash fantasy joes um but you can you can follow us on twitter we're at ff joes on twitter i am at red librarian he is at fantasy joe underscore will on behalf of will greenwood i'm ryan livergood good luck in your fantasy matchups in the playoffs we are the fantasy joes Lynn Bowden Jr. I mean, if Ryan Fitzpatrick and Tua go down, he could play quarterback. No, no, no. There's, there's a, there's, um, is Josh Rosen still there? Did they trade him? I'm trying to remember. No, he got cut. Did he really? Get I, cut? I just finally, yeah, I just am finally dropping Josh Rosen in a dynasty league. That's right. I, Cause I knew I hesitated to say that. Cause I'm like, what happened to Josh Rosen? Like if and, you were to guess, you know, two years ago, who's going to have more dynasty league value. Like even like a year ago, Josh Rosen or Alex Smith. Yeah. Alex Smith has more value. Yeah. I mean, I mean, Alex so Smith a, has been, it, if you needed it, it was startable. It, it's at least a fair trade. <laughs> yeah. And Miami plays the Raiders week 16 revenge game. Lynn Bowden, 635 yards. He's the whole off. He's quarterback, running back. He passes it to himself a couple times. Just a flash. That is crazy. That that it doesn't look like he's been. Oh no, the Bucks sent him to their practice squad, so he, he's on the the Bucks. Yeah. So, yeah, that's an interesting story, Josh Rosen. Gosh. 
Um, and, and you know, props to the Arizona Cardinals for realizing that and getting didn't they get a second round pick, which turned out I think that turned out to be Andy Isabella, so they didn't make good use of it, but still. Yeah, I think they took Andy Isabella like right before, uh, which is everybody's like draft, you know, draft like, oh, all these people went before DK Metcalf. Or it was the last pick in the second round and they took like it was after DK. But that's what we're gonna have to talk about on the show in the future. Um like look at the past couple of years. Cause it seems to me that a lot of these second round wide receivers have, have done more than the first round wide receivers, you know, like, um, like in that draft class in particular, you know, like, um, but yeah, I mean, well, I mean, I, well, I the know only first round draft pick in that one was, uh, Nikhil Harry. Yeah. Nikhil Harry. Yeah. So that's not hard to like beat though. No, I know, but there, but there are other examples, uh, the past couple years before if, if memory serves we'll, we'll look at that so I, I mean one of the things coming to this season right is i wasn't that high on jefferson like even even talking with my you know my, my brother and friend like i was like i don't i just don't know you know he, yeah, he you weren't a lot of linebackers and safeties in college mm-hmm. and uh man he is it just like his his polish and rapport his polish in general as a receiver and then his rapport with cousins uh starting because like the first two weeks i was like yeah see see i'm so smart <laughs> and then after that uh i just I, i'm just so impressed and it's it's awesome i mean he's he's just the exact opposite of like what lacron treadwell was yeah yeah he he it, it is it is awesome it, it's a great story um yeah and I, I liked him but there were other guys I liked more than him you know so it's not like i this class was just so great with the I mean, we'll see if it really is so great, but with the, the five running backs um, and, and then um, I, I like three wide receivers before Jefferson. I really like Jefferson a lot, but, but I like so many other guys better. So. Well, the thing is too, with this class is you have, you're starting these rookie wide receivers in your dynasty fantasy playoffs. Like that's already a big win, right? Like you're like, these guys can win you playoff games and maybe, maybe even like week 16, they'll win you a championship and you were taking them later on in the first round, that's already a huge win uh, in monetary value for you. And then in dynasty value, they're just, I mean, these guys can't go high enough. Yeah. Yeah. Jefferson is, and, and yeah, if you want to, you know, take that Jefferson investment, um, which, which you got them in the late first, likely, I mean, you, you could definitely get multiple first or other players for that, you know, that, that value. If you decide that you, you don't believe so. It's awesome. We should probably start the show. I never really stopped the show. So if you're still listening, thanks for listening with the Fancy Joes. Bye-bye.